Welcome to Nets Talk Now, Driving Change, a podcast brought to you by the Network of Employers for Traffic Safety. Each month, we bring you engaging conversations with global road safety leaders and innovators, so you too can work to advance road safety for everyone. Welcome, Susan. Thanks, Stephanie. I'm so happy to be here today for this. Yes, it is so great to be doing this with you for this inaugural episode. And I'm excited you're going to be sharing so much knowledge in this forum in particular. As having worked with you for a few years now, I've been fortunate to see all of the amazing work that NETS does. Now, for those who aren't familiar with NETS, could you share some background about the organization and who NETS is? Sure. Yes. And thank you again. I'm I'm excited about this as well. Really happy to be kicking off our inaugural podcast here with all of this. I'm really looking forward to it. So definitely to give some background here for those who aren't familiar with us, NETS was actually founded back in 1989 by NHTSA, the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. And we've evolved since then. We're a collaborative group of employers dedicated to advancing road safety in order to improve the health and safety of employees and their family family members both on and off the job. So we have around 130 member companies, many of whom have national or multinational fleets, and we provide guidance and resources to help employers with their road safety efforts. We have a really fantastic board of directors, and they're committed to road safety efforts not only within their own fleets, but through social responsibility initiatives as well in the, the communities. So really dedicated to this effort, and I'm really proud to be working with the, the group that's on our board of directors. And then finally, we also have a number of vendor companies within NETS membership who have joined us as sponsors, and they really provide a wealth of information and resources for our member companies regarding their fleet safety needs, including things like training or in-vehicle monitoring systems, cell phone blocking technology, things like that. So really proud to be working with this group of uh, the, the vendor, sponsor companies, the board of directors, all of our NETS members. It's really a collaborative group where we network and work together towards this mission of advancing road safety. It definitely is an amazing group. And as the relatively new executive director of NETS, congratulations. Thank you. What are some of your goals to, you know, continue NETS mission of advancing road safety? We have really grown the last few years and are really on a good path. And so my goal is to continue that path that we're on. For example, we've expanded some of our international focus, and I'd like to continue doing that. We've now had two conferences in Latin America. So we're looking to continue conferences in other regions, possibly Europe or Asia or even Latin America, again, to focus on the needs of those areas. Because again, as I mentioned, Many of our companies do have multinational fleets, and the issues that they're facing, the challenges that they're working through, are different than what we see in the U.S., so we would like to expand our focus in that area. We also have started sector meetings the last several years, and we plan to continue those and expand those. Uh, We have meetings with the, the heavy goods vehicle group the insurance group, the agriculture group, and the utility group. And those sectors come together to talk about issues relevant to that sector, but those are open to all NETS members, regardless of what sector you're in. And that's where that that networking can really come into play. And so we're going to continue those meetings. 
In addition, we always are working on our benchmark report. The benchmark is a way for companies to compare their their data and see how their road safety program compares to others. And we're always working to make sure that that addresses the needs of our members. And so we will continue to look at that area to see where we can add some things or what we need to change, just to, to keep it up to date for everybody to make sure that it is really addressing the things that we need to be working on. This year, uh, the conference, which you've helped us with the last several years, uh, we will be in a hybrid environment. It's been a little difficult the last couple of years for a lot of organizations to run conferences, and so we switched to doing them virtually, and, and it worked great, but it's it's missing that in-person uh, feature of being together and networking. So we do plan to have a hybrid event this year where people can network face-to-face, but you can also join virtually just in case you're not able to travel and be there yet. So that's new for us this year. And then we will continue as well to collaborate with some of our partner organizations. We work with National Safety Council, NAFA, AFLA, uh, some international organizations, uh, United Nations Road Safety Collaboration, uh, BREAK, for example, um, the Alliance of uh, NGOs, Global Alliance of NGOs, so lots of different partner organizations where we can work together and collaborate on this road safety mission. We also would like to update and uh, create new toolkits and provide additional resources for members. We have lots of resources available, but we're always looking to add to those resources and provide more information. So this year, as an example, we will likely focus on the area of fatigue. And fatigue has been a big issue in fleets lately. And so we want to make sure that we're addressing that and we'll likely provide some resources. So that's just one example of an area that we'll be expanding. So we're basically continuing on the path that we've been on because we really are focusing well on all of these efforts. And and we just want to expand on what we've been doing. So a lot going on here in NETS for sure. And so you touched on a lot of things there, but specifically you mentioned your annual benchmark report. Now, what are some findings from this report that you can share and how does it kind of help your membership improve their road safety programs? As I mentioned, the benchmark is a way for companies to compare their road safety program with others. And so we look at crash metrics as well as program elements within everybody's fleet safety program, and we compare those. And this this report is for uh, types of or companies and organizations of all sizes. It doesn't matter what size your fleet is. You could have 20 vehicles or 50,000 vehicles. And it could be a program that's new or a program that's been in place for a number of years. So this benchmark is relevant to all employer fleets. And so some of the things that we find in there uh, when we're looking at these crash metrics and comparing, it's not just one thing in a program that reduces your crash rate. You can't just implement a complete mobile phone ban and expect your crash rate to go down. You have to implement several things to address the issues within your fleet. And generally, the more things you have in place in your program, the better. So it's not just the one thing, it's several things. For example, I had mentioned uh, fatigue. Fatigue has been an, an issue really front and center lately with employer fleets. And we're noticing that those companies who address fatigue in their fleet safety program are having lower crash rates. And there are other areas as well. Uh, driver training, for example, you know, how often are you providing driver training? 
Are you looking at phone records after a crash? Are you addressing high-risk drivers? So some of these areas are places where you can make some changes in your program and really see a result of a lower crash rate, which is the goal. So lots of areas in the benchmark that can address that for you and, and help bring down that crash rate. Wow, that sounds like a full-on report to put together. It is. <laughs> but yeah. that's amazing to hear that there is that data-driven decision-making. To follow up on that, technology in the fleet safety world is ever-changing, constantly new research and development that can affect fleets. What technology trends and research are you seeing that could affect an employer's fleet purchasing decisions? I think that's an understatement about technology ever changing. It's it's so so many changes right now <laughs> that we're seeing. So, which is amazing. I mean, there's so much great technology out there, but we also have to be careful in how we're using that technology. And a lot of it is just not ready yet. It's coming. It's down the road, but it's not here yet. So, some of the things that a lot of fleets are focusing on right now is the electrification of vehicles, for example. That is definitely a, an issue that's front and center. We're we're looking at the environment and trying to find ways to make a, a fleet greener, if you will. And so the electrification of vehicles is one way to do that. But there are questions about the upfront cost. How do you how do you pay for all of these vehicles and get them in, in your fleet? Um, another question is charging stations. You know, do you have enough charging stations available for your drivers depending on how far they're driving? And then there's battery replacement costs, for example. So there are a lot of questions about that upfront cost, how to implement these vehicles, but then down the road results in uh, less cost uh, down the road. So there are lots of options here, but it's uh, something that is definitely up and coming in the technology arena. The in-vehicle monitoring systems as well have added a lot of options in the last several years. So there are ways to check if your driver has harsh, harsh acceleration or braking, uh, if they're speeding, if they're distracted while they're driving, and not just from phone use, but other things like eating or fixing their hair or playing with the radio. So there are ways to put systems in the vehicle to prevent some of those behaviors that would cause crashes. So. It's important to look at the, the right issues and take immediate action. And with these in-vehicle monitoring systems and all this new technology that's out there, there are ways to do that. And so I think a lot of companies are looking at that. Uh, gamification is also another area that some companies are looking at, ways to promote safe driving and to reward their employees through the use of gamification. And then, of course, autonomous vehicles. We're all hearing about all these autonomous vehicles. And there are lots of tests out there, lots of research on this. And again, we're not there yet. It's going to take some time. But there are things that are being put into place now that we can take advantage of, such as collision avoidance technology, including pedestrian technology detection. A lot of vehicles now can detect those pedestrians and avoid crashes since a lot of road safety fatalities are actually pedestrians and cyclists. And so the cars are now able to have that in place, either the, the forward collision warning or the automatic emergency braking system, for example. Um, there are 20 automakers who are committed to making auto brake standard by September of 2022. So that's not long down the road here where we're going to see that as a standard feature in vehicles. So a lot of this technology is becoming available and it will just take time to transition all of the newer vehicles over to this. Yes, many changes forthcoming. Speaking of changes, driving has changed in the past two years during the pandemic, particularly in the United States. What 
changes in driving have you seen and what can employers do to address those changes in their fleets to keep drivers safe? Yes, the pandemic has definitely changed a lot of things in all of our lives, but uh, especially in driving. And as you mentioned, in the U.S., things have definitely gotten worse. We're seeing fatalities increase. We're seeing speeding increase. And so there are a lot of things that happened during the, the pandemic um, that, for example, in the U.S., you know, the, the roads opened up. There were so few people driving because we were all staying at home and working from home. And so those that were on the roads had all of this leeway to, to speed. You've got this free open road in front of you. And so you're speeding. Well, that has not changed now that people are back on the road. So for employers, stick to those basics, the things that we should be practicing all year long already, you know, reminding employees about speeding, about buckling up, and just give them reminders of these these basic things that we are teaching all the time that we've forgotten. We've all been sitting at home for so long. So employers can help address these behaviors through training and reminders. Make sure your employees have enough time to get where they're going so they don't have the need to speed. Work on that journey management plan and plan your, plan your route ahead of time. I had mentioned fatigue and how we're, we're gonna put together uh, some resources for fatigue. Make sure your drivers have a way to address fatigue. They shouldn't be driving if they're drowsy. And staying home, you know, some of our things have changed in our lives where maybe we're not getting as much sleep or it's not as good sleep. So if we're fatigued, employees need a way to address that and to have a plan so that they're not driving when they're when they're tired. And so uh, another area is emphasizing the elimination of distractions. You know, sitting at home working, we've all been able to grab our phone whenever we want to. And we get in that habit and that behavior is to be distracted. Well, when you're in the vehicle, we need to remind ourselves not to be distracted and to not have those behaviors that we've been able to have all this time sitting at home. So back to the basics. Just remind everybody of those things that we should be doing all the time. NETS hosts an annual Strength in Numbers Fleet Safety Benchmark Conference every year where you do deep dive into a lot of these issues. What can you share about this year's conference and what are some past topics and best practices that are presented at the conference? Our conference is definitely a, a great event for everybody to come together and network and share that information. As you mentioned, the best practices and, and some of the topics that we we have presented there truly are very valuable for all of our attendees. So I'm really looking forward to it. I wish I could announce where this year's conference is. However, it's not finalized just yet, but I, I do think it's going to be a great location and we're going to have a lot of really great opportunities for attendees where we go this year. It will be in October. And again, as I mentioned earlier, we are planning a hybrid event. So if you're not able to travel in person, come take advantage of those presentations and see them virtually and be able to participate still through networking uh, through the conference platform that we're using. But otherwise, if you can come in person, then that's fantastic so that we can work face to face. Uh, we're looking at possibly doing a tour this year with attendees of a research facility, test track kind of facility. So um, more to come on that. We will announce that as soon as it's available. But we'll definitely have the, the great lineup of speakers discussing technology, trends, research, and then of course our sponsors, they are able to provide presentations as well on best practice case studies. So we'll have a lot of those talking about the latest technology and some of the areas where they've helped some NETS members. Last year, we had quite the lineup. We had um, the keynote speakers from the National Transportation Safety Board. We had one from NHTSA, National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, 
had another one talking about impaired driving from Foundation for Advancing Alcohol Responsibility. The Insurance Institute for Highway Safety did a keynote presentation on the latest technology for vehicles. And we had a leadership presentation as well from our newest board member, who is USIC, Locator Services Company here in the U.S. And so really strong lineup of presenters sharing traffic safety information, talking about fleet safety and and how to help employers through that. So this year will be no different. We'll have some really fantastic presentations that I'm excited to announce down the road here. I'm jumping a little here, but many organizations don't have a road safety program or they have a relatively new one. Are there resources available that can help them implement a program or that can be used to promote safe driving within their organization? Absolutely. NETS has a wealth of information and resources on our website, which is trafficsafety.org. And there are resources there both for NETS members as well as non-members. And as I mentioned, the benchmark is just for members, but there are lots of other opportunities on our website that people can look into. We have a comprehensive guide to road safety if you're not sure where to start with a road safety program. Or maybe you have one in place, but you would like to advance it a little more and make some changes. That comprehensive guide to road safety can give you a starting point for things you should consider in your road safety program. And I know a lot of companies have actually used that guide to get their program started. We also have a cost of motor vehicle crashes on the website. And again, this is a free resource available to anybody to download. And you can use that to see what are the costs in your fleet. There's a calculator on there as well that you can put your specific information in to see what it is costing you to have crashes in your fleet. And then there are ways that you can reduce those crashes, which would then in turn reduce your costs. And so that cost of crashes report and calculator is very valuable when going to your leadership to present about um, putting forward a fleet safety program and making some improvements and talking about that cost that's related to it. We also have on there a seatbelt toolkit called Two Seconds to Click, and that's to help employers uh, talk to their employees about buckling up. And not everybody does, believe it or not. So we we need to promote that use of the seatbelt. Then we also have a Driven to Wellness website on there, a drug-impaired driving campaign, some Drive Safely Workweek campaigns addressing various road safety issues, and then there's also a recommended road safety practices guide. So lots of information available to download at no cost. Um, in addition to NETS, I mean, we have all these great resources, but our partner organizations have lots as well. So, for example, National Safety Council, If you're a member of NAFA or AFLA, uh, BREAK, again, that I mentioned, or the Global Alliance of NGOs, all of them have some really great resources on their websites as well. So there is definitely not a shortage of information for anyone who is looking to make some changes in their road safety program. And what we're going to do for the listeners is those calculators and those toolkits and those guides that NETS provides, we will be linking to those in the show notes. If you take a look, you can access them directly from there. Now, jumping from an organizational level to as international as it gets, NETS is a member of the United Nations Road Safety Collaboration. What international efforts and initiatives are taking place to address global road safety? We are a member of that and have been for a number of years. And so under that collaboration, uh, we've learned about the United Nations General Assembly Resolution that declared the second decade of action for road safety 2021 to 2030. And this is a resolution uh, with the target of reducing global road traffic deaths and injuries by at least 50% by 2030. So that is a lofty goal to do that globally. But that is the plan. And there are organizations, governments, 
government, nonprofits, private sector, everybody working under this resolution towards that goal by 2030. And that plan was launched in October of 21. And it calls on all these governments and partners to implement a safe system approach. A lot of talk has happened lately about that safe system, not just addressing driver behavior, but the infrastructure and the vehicles and all of the components that make up that safe system of driving. And so that is the focus globally is to address um, all of this, all of these aspects of that safe system in order to reduce those fatalities and injuries. In addition, there will be a United Nations General Assembly high-level meeting on improving global road safety in June of 22 in New York discussing that decade of action plan and implementation. And so we will be part of that, hearing how NETS and private sector companies can assist with that plan and work towards that goal as well. And then there are lots of other organizations working to advance global road safety where the private sector can be involved. For example, there is the United Nations Road Safety Fund, and they're a public-private partnership focused on improving road safety in low- and middle-income countries. And so they work with some private sector companies companies to provide funding to implement some of their plans in those regions and help improve road safety in those low and middle income countries. So they need the assistance of private sector companies for anyone that wants to get involved. And then there's also an organization called the International Road Assessment Program, or IRAP. They provide risk mapping, star ratings, safer roads, investment plans, and policy and performance tracking tools. So lots of tools with the goal of delivering safer roads for all road users, as I mentioned earlier, the bicyclists and the the pedestrians, as well as the drivers. So all of these organizations are working together globally to decrease the number of road fatalities and injuries. To sum it all up, if you could share one piece of advice or leave one final comment for listeners who want to help advance road safety themselves, what would that be? Our previous executive director, um, which many of you may know, Joe McKillips, had a saying that he often used, it's just another problem waiting to be solved. And I think of that often when working on our mission of advancing road safety. We can't do it all at once. We can't solve all the problems all at once. But every problem we solve is one step closer. So even one road fatality is one too many. And the goal is to get to zero deaths Every step we take, every time a driver puts that phone down instead of driving distracted, or every, every time a driver slows down instead of speeding through that school crosswalk, or every time a driver decides they're too tired or too impaired to drive and makes the right choice not to put anyone at risk, we have solved that one problem. So to those who are working to advance road safety, stay focused on the mission, take it one step at a time, because working together, we can get there. Thank you for listening to Let's Talk Now, Driving Change, a network of employers for traffic safety podcast for anyone and everyone who is dedicated to advancing road safety. Be sure to subscribe and tune in each month for new episodes.